Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, August the 3rd, 2022. Today's daily Bible readings come to us from Psalm 60, Hosea 14, 1 through 9, Luke 12, 22 through 31, or you could have read Psalm 127, Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 8, and then 13 or 14, and then Luke 12, 22 through 31 again. And I'm going to look at Hosea um, and talk about Mary Fletcher, because that makes a lot of sense, because she's nowhere in this book, is she? Uh, the text today, though, is is important to think about. It's it, it's not unusual for the prophets, um, because, like I've said before, the prophetic message in the Old Testament quite often, not always, but quite often, involves, um, like I've said, this word of indictment against the people, um, but because of what they've been doing, because basically they've violated their relationship with God somehow, the covenant. Um, so there's word of indictment from the prophet, um, and then uh, words of chastisement, you know, like, if you've done this, and so I should do this to you, and I'm going to do this to you. But then there's always, generally, words of encouragement, or, um, you know, like, if you will do this, if you'll repent and stop doing what you're doing, I will stop doing these things. And you can be better, you know, if you will take, you know, like, learn the lesson of your punishment, things will get better for you. Um, and there's always, generally, at least, um, put in there somewhere, some hope of, you know, like, the better future, you know, you, you, you're gonna have to go through this punishment, but you're gonna come out better on the other side. Um, it's, it's just, it's not something that we're really used to, this, this very active God who very actively punishes, um, you know, but it's, it's a very much a part of the biblical uh, testimony. And so that brings me to Mary Fletcher. Um, she was one of the most important, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned her before, um, one of the most important of the early Methodists in England. She is remembered as being um, a lot of things, a, a preacher, a teacher, an advisor. She's really one of the, early, the first early Methodist preachers. If she's not the first woman preacher, she's one of them um but she was a preacher a teacher an advisor she was a counselor uh she was a small group leader she was a wife or she was married to a preacher i'm not gonna say who was a better preacher um but we all still still talk about mary fletcher um uh, anyway she was a, a writer she was a patron to people I, she was a mentor um and that's that's where we really see her coming out. We have a lot of letters that she wrote. She was specifically keen to help new Christians, men and women, uh, learn how to live as Christians, how to live out their faith. You know, not just to say they believe in Jesus, not to just to sing the songs like, oh, Jesus is awesome, I love Jesus, um, you know, get together on Sunday mornings and like, you know, sing this, you know, praise chorus for 20 times and then go out and then go right back to their life the way it was. Um, she was very interested and very keen to help them learn how to actually live like Christians, to say they love Jesus and then live like it. Uh, many women, like the person in that uh, this uh, that um, this text shows up in, I should say, this letter uh, that she wrote to Elizabeth Collett, uh, they looked, uh, who, by the way, was another Methodist preacher um, of the time, and by the way, Mary Fletcher's dates are like 1739 to 1815, um, 
and Elizabeth Collett's not quite as long. She, uh, I don't think she lived quite as long, and I don't have that paper in front of me now. Great. But anyway, um, she was a preacher too, but people like her relied on Mary Fletcher um, for counsel during very challenging times, and Elizabeth Collett had very challenging times. Uh, Mary Fletcher refers to it as her being in the furnace, so it's Elizabeth in the furnace. Uh, and she writes to her friend Elizabeth words of encouragement during that time, uh, this severe time of trials and suffering. And she doesn't try to discount the suffering, uh, but she does hold out hope for Elizabeth, and she quotes Hosea 14.5, where it says, um, it says, I will be like the dew to Israel, he shall blossom like the lily, he shall strike root like the forest of Lebanon. And she's saying to Elizabeth that even though you're going through this horrid, horrendous time of frustration and trials and suffering, um, you got to, you, you must have hope and, and realize that the hope is that Christ is with us and he will bring you through this and, the, and he will use this, you know, the, the, everything you're going through, he is using to somehow purify you, somehow like knock off the rest, rest edge, rough edges, I should say. So even in times of trial, uh, even those brought about by God for the sake of refining our faith and practice, the hope remains um, that God is there and he will see his faithful through to a time of fruitfulness and beauty like the forests of Lebanon. It's an honest message and an honest hope that we see in Hosea and that we see in this letter from Mary Fletcher. And even though we may not like the question these days, the question is, still remains. And it's a good, honest, solid question. Can we find hope and faith in the trials of this life? Anyway, that's the DBR for today. Get out and enjoy the day. If you're uh, trying to get ready for the start of the school year like I am, both desperately running out of time so get out there and make it happen anyway talk to you later